Hi, this is producer Mel's mom, Jan, a Crystal Palace supporter who doesn't quite understand why Mel spends so much time with this show instead of me. And you are listening to the DU Football Show. You know who spent time with Jan today? Not her daughter. I know you did. I heard. Me. Me and Jan <laughs> took in the match together today. It was a lovely afternoon. How'd that go? Uh, I mean, she was her normal pessimistic self, so fine. Let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Great day, the fucking Gooner Graham. Smoke of a lord. Straight and short, Sam Graham. Sam Graham. Fucking United! Fucking United! Hello and welcome to the Drunkard United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me, my lovely esteemed co-host, Mr. Samuel Graham. Sammy, how you doing? Not too bad, thank you, sir. How are you? And feeling okay after the, uh, what, like 30 minutes of just ass-whooping you took on uh, this weekend? It was bad. It was like, everything was going fine. The plan was going great. And then on walks Jota. <laughs> and then it all went to shit. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, the good news is, is at least you have a uh, lovely shot of Malort waiting to uh, comfort you. Can't wait. We're recording at Studio H just outside our nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to follow, subscribe, review, share with your footballing friends. Um, and should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Sammy, tell the good people how they can get in touch. Absolutely. Uh, you can get in touch with us via email at dfootballshow at gmail.com. And then on the old interwebs, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, it is at D Football Show. Excellent. And on Twitter, as you guys will uh, be listening to this in the morning tomorrow or whenever, please go to Twitter. Go to our Drunk United Football uh, main page. The pinned tweet has the start of our If Coaches Were Cocktails, and it is all one thread. So you can go through and favorite if you liked Sam's choice for a coach's cocktail or retweet if you liked mine and just go right through and do them all. Right in a row. They're just zip right through, nice and easy. And if you want to hear why we thought they were that way, listen to the fucking show. Yeah. yeah it's a good response from some people about the show. That was a lot of fun to do last week. That's it was for a damn lot sure. of fun. I was, I was um, well into that. I meant to put up Wolves and West Ham while they were playing each other. I did not. So I will be doing it after we record the show tonight. Nice. And the whole thread will be done. So by the time all of you are hearing this, there will be the thread for you guys to go and vote. And we would love to hear your opinion on that. Please do. Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Sammy, congratulations to you. Congratulations to me. We have completed the Whiskey Advocates Top 20 of 2020. Why don't you go ahead and tell us about the final whiskey we will be drinking? Yes, we have. This is number seven on the list. Uh, Elijah Craig Straight Rye. Uh, this is uh, 94 proof, so 40%, uh, 40, 40%, 47% by volume. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> uh, runs you between $29.99 and $39.99 on the shelf. Uh, Elijah Craig always impresses with value, but until now has not has been confined to bourbon. This foray into rye whiskey sticks close to Elijah Craig's bourbon roots by using the only the minimum required 51% uh, rye in its mash bill. However, it does achieve a nice departure in flavor. Aromas include butterscotch, a little bit, uh, caramel nut clusters, I only get the nut clusters, not the caramel, personally. Mm-hmm. Heard. Uh, and peppery spice, which is uh, very common in, in pretty much all rise. Uh, the spice ramps up on the palate, carried forward by a full-body hearty proof, and mouth-coating texture as cherry cola, baking chocolate, and darker fruits emerge. Uh, priced a notch below comparable peers, this ride delivers powerful flavors that feel exceedingly untamed and will impress bourbon and rye lovers alike. I tend to agree with him. It is delicious. Yeah, I, I think the rare breed it was a significantly better rye, but it was also double in shelf price. So treating this for a, you know, 29 to 35 99 bottle of rye, it's real damn good. And sometimes you really do need to incorporate the the cash coming out of your pocket for the bottle. I mean, we tell everybody to run out and go get a bottle of the wild turkey last week. It was also a $60 bottle. Like some, right. something to be said there, you know? Um, yeah, absolutely. And this, this more often than not is, is closer to 30 than it is to 40. Yeah. Um, yeah. but again, it's presence on this list. People make an extra five bucks from, from, oh, time, of co- from of course. time to time. Of course. So, well, and this one, this is one I had to find in, um, Virginia, because it is not available in D.C. or Maryland currently. Yep. And in fact, the fact that I picked up two bottles of this in Virginia is why um, is why we got the larceny, because I traded it with uh, someone who represents larceny in the uh, in the state of Maryland. And that's yeah. how we were able to get that bottle of larceny. Exactly. Oh, all right. It's well, delicious, though. And uh, please remember to drink responsibly. Great. Great job. That was a that was really fun to be able to do this year, Sammy. Yeah, it really was. And I, I love that we stick to uh, stuck to our guns as well. Oh yeah, no bullet. Screw you. We're 19, not drinking. Nineteen you. out of twenty, full list complete. Right, because bullet could, doesn't fucking exist to us. Right, we could have gotten it. We choose not to. Yep. And uh, now, Sam, starting next week, all the fucking gin. Gin. Yeah. All yeah. the gin. Gin time. Gin and tonicas all day long. It's time to celebrate Hanukkah, baby. That's. <laughs> already happened <laughs> you know no you know the song the <laughs> i know drink your I know. gin and tonicas and smoke your marrow i don't know with you in references you don't typically I know, know, I know that song you don't typically know them i have to assume you don't all right let's have a good show everybody wow fucking hell that's two weeks in a row mel I'm getting it fucking done well Woo. done uh holy shit cram um Tuchel suffers his first defeat in charge uh, to the offensive powerhouse that is Big Sam Allardyce and West Brom. West Bromwich Albion 5, Chelsea 2. Uh, Pereira and Robertson with the um, with the uh, two braces, and yep. uh, I guess Nkai decides to finally score as well. <laughs> yes, uh, he did. Chelsea absolutely dominated this game up until Thiago's red card, but the red card was happened so early, about the 26th, 27th mm-hmm. minute, that it gave West Brom a, a big chance to express themselves. And to note, it's not a straightaway red. It was two... It was two yellows in quick succession. And they were the most boneheaded fucking yellow. I mean, right in front of the ref. It was almost like he was trying to see, okay, ref, what are you going to let me get away with today? And the first yellow should have been a 
should have been a hint. Could have been a red. Not much. That first one. Right, right. That first yellow should have been, hmm, I'm not going to get away with much today. Then you go ahead and do it again. Right. Like, yeah, uh, it was ridiculous. Uh, from such an experienced player as well. Um, that obviously gave West Brom the impetus to to push on. Um, and Chelsea, obviously having much better players than West Brom and, and the position that West Brom are in, their 10 men thought they could go after the game still. Mm-hmm. Uh, left themselves a bit open. The aforementioned Pereira and uh, um, eyes too close together. <laughs> Callum Robinson. Yes. Uh, <laughs> he... Um, uh, both of them uh, nab a brace, which was fantastic for them. Ainsley Maitland-Niles and Arsenal Loney played very well uh, in this game. He didn't actually register a goal or an assist, but uh, he oft had the hockey assist, the goal, the the pass before the pass mm-hmm. uh, to create the goal, which was uh, you know it was it was awesome. At one point, Big Sam's over on the sidelines with his fucking feet up, laughing. I know, literally with his feet up on the. I, I'm chair watching. In front I'm of watching him. that, and I'm like. Motherfucker, you got nothing to do with why your team is winning five to two. The, no, well, <laughs> nothing. That's not true. That's not true. The goalkeeper had an assist. Okay, so it was archetypal <laughs> Route One fucking football, which is that is Big Sam's influence. Back to front, it was a punt, evaded the entire defense, uh, and Pereira ran. There was two players for West Brom offside, right. and Pereira was a little deeper. So the Chelsea defense kept running out, and Pereira slipped in behind them. Ball remained in the air. Yep. <laughs> fell right to him, and a, a decent little lob, actually, over uh, over Mendy. Yeah. yeah. The other four goals had nothing to do with Big Sam. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They were actually pretty, <laughs> a lot of them. I mean, after the presser, standing up there being all chesty like he's reinvented the wheel. Fuck <laughs> you. Yeah, right. Fuck you. It was bullshit. I, I meant to do that all along. That's how we play. Expansive footy. <laughs> like, fuck. <laughs> Fuck off, Sam. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck completely off, you uh, Did asshole. you hear the reporter ask Big Sam? Uh, and you have this very proud record of having never been relegated. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, is, is what does this do for your chances to maintain that today? He said, well, you know, it's going to be a tall ask, blah, blah, blah. We, you know, probably need five, uh, uh, four out of the last six mm-hmm. to uh, to win. Um, to give ourselves a chance, and we may still need other results to go our way. Yeah. It was like, fuck off, mate. Stop it. Just stop You've it. You've been relegated before. Yeah. <laughs> Start there. Yeah. You don't yeah. have this record. Yes. You've never, you haven't been relegated out of the Premier League, but you've been relegated. Right. And you need to start qualifying that com- comment. Excuse me. What, what I, tr- I mean, this is of no offense to West Brom because first and foremost, give credit where credit is due. The boys came to fucking play. And unfortunately for them, their ownership is very short-sighted and decided we need to get the obvious quick save choice in Sam Allardyce when he was not the right coach to coach your team, especially the style of football and the type of players you have. You've mortgaged you know, money to bring in the right players for, quote, Sam's system it doesn't mean it's still going to work. And there could be long-term damages to your club when it gets down to the championship because of this. Uh, 100%. <clears throat> what I'm hoping for here is is that this happens and that Big Sam then, you know, we stop looking at him as the golden savior. And then maybe next season, because he, I can tell you now, he won't be the coach of West Brom when they go down. No. He'll move on. Yep. 
he won't stick or or he'll start the season and not give a shit and the team will have a terrible start in the championship and then they'll finally let go of him but he's not he's not sticking around for any I don't think he is I don't think time. the club's big enough for him to stick around right and honestly I I hope uh, didn't he get, didn't he uh bring West Ham back <laughs> up or something um yeah he brought West Ham well he had a pretty decent season with West Ham where they finished 10th one year and were pretty Doing pretty well, uh, so but it but, wasn't them. He he walked into a championship drop once and brought them up. It might have been them. It might have been the West bigger, Ham. Bigger, bigger, much bigger team. It might have been the West Ham. Okay, gig. I don't remember who it was, but for some reason that sticks out. But for for me, hopefully this puts to bed that notion of oh get go get the coach that will save your season, like right. that'll just keep you up. Don't worry about that as a club. Worry about the right coach for the right system that's going to help you grow as a club. And if that means you go backwards for a little while, it means the you go pro- backwards the, for a little while. The problem is, is these billionaires treat their teams as they, they want that TV money, man. They they want to be there, thereabouts in the Premier League, and, and survival is is absolutely key. I, I, I There will always be a place in the world, as long as the money's floating around like it is, for somebody like Sam Allardyce. Well, which the good news sucks. will be is that there's be a which blemish sucks. now. There's a blemish now on the record. He's not a guaranteed deal, so the next time he tries to go get a job like he did with Everton and got a huge payday for it, this next club can look at him and go, yeah, but remember that last time? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not giving you fucking 30 million to do this gig. No, I'm not. Because the last time it didn't work. Callum Robinson's goal needs to be applauded. The oh, s- my God. Uh, first one. First one. The one he just rifled the, up in there. The volley. That was fantastic. The second one was pretty as well. The little, the other mm-hmm. uh, kind of dink over Mendy. But the um, that, that first goal for Callum uh, Robinson was, was absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. That was a, a fantastic volley, side-footed, still had pace on it. Perfect. It was perfect. Man just needs to play against Chelsea because he's got four goals against him yeah. in two matches. No shit. No goals outside of that, but four against fucking yeah. Chelsea. <laughs> if he could play against Chelsea every week, he'd be fine. He'd be doing great. Uh, so Pulisic gets the uh, opener for um, for Chelsea, but then goes off at halftime as he runs onto the field. It looks like he pulled a hamstring or something. Supposedly, that's that's what the statements say. Ugh. It didn't really look that way, though. Yeah. And Timo Werner was supposed to be substituted, I guess, Um, but then was allowed to come back onto the field. Once you put that card in with the referee, I think that's... That should be it. You're done. done. And they had already used their first sub on Christensen. So that should have been, oh shit, you're down to fucking nine now. Yeah. Fuck you. So strange. Well, somebody <laughs> went on for Pulisic yeah. instead, but that paperwork should have already been done. Right. So I don't know that he actually did hurt himself. Uh-huh. I don't think Christian Pulisic's going to have a nice time at Chelsea while Tuchel's there because remember he had him at Dortmund after Klopp. Right. And they, they didn't get on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I, I don't know how it's going to... How it's going to go here. Well, it's a good thing about Chelsea is Chelsea's not afraid to fucking loan somebody out. So you could, <laughs> yeah, you could see you could see a Pulisic going to a but West at, Ham Everton yeah, Leicester at, type right as away. As an American, you want him yeah. playing at one of the top clubs. And I mean, you, you want him fucking playing full time though. He's been at, yeah, but his body can't handle that. We've seen that before yeah. already. But he's been at. Dortmund, right? Second best in Germany perennially. 
always in the Champions League. Chelsea, for the most part, always in the Champions League. Yeah. You know, he's he's at these clubs and making these waves and, and Captain America needs to be in that in that style. Yeah, true. So if they, you know, loan him to <laughs> Napoli or loan him to one of the Milan clubs or Juventus or somebody that's of that ilk, if you're gonna loan him out, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's that's what I think. Um, but I, I just don't think he's going to have a great time until Tuchel moves on. So the second goal was scored by Mason Mount. And the bigger question isn't the fact that Mason Mount scored it, is that Timo Werner didn't when he was inside the six and all he had to do was put it away and he passed it. I pose you this question, Sam. Has Chelsea slash the Premier League broken Timo Werner? Could be. Because um, we saw Germany, what happened to him yeah. over the international break. For Germany, he didn't do too well either. Because um, inside the six apparently goes in row Z yeah. with an open net. Uh, I, oh, it's it's a tough one. I think he's just completely devoid of confidence. The only reason Thomas Tuchel is even in the job is because he's a German speaker. Yeah. And that was a lot was made of that in the press prior to to keep Havertz and Werner happy. Right. And I don't know if they just don't speak English and can't understand, but I think they've both done press conferences. Yeah. So I don't, you know, I don't know what the issue is going on with, uh, with with those two players because Havertz also has been shite since arrival. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's scary times. They spent a boatload of money on those guys. Yeah. And it's hard to think for Chelsea, like, okay, are they going to fall back into the pack again since l- losing this one? Or do they lose this one because of the red card and they kept playing the system they were playing and they just got taken advantage of? They just got taken advantage of. Um, I mean, this is like some, you know, they got taken advantage of like paperwork that Big Sam fills out. <laughs> uh, pre- pretty much. Uh, kind of stodgy uh, in the way in which he handles his businesses. Very true. Um, but they, in my honest opinion i think this will be a one-off i think they nothing like this will happen again under thomas tuchel there hasn't been many things that have happened this way he has one kind of standout result that sucks remember his time at psg Mm -hmm. was losing to barcelona in the champions league after being up four nil and then losing six one at the camp now Mm -hmm. um and then at uh at dortmund he, he got walloped one time in the uh in der klassiker uh, and the uh, the German uh, biggest derby of Dortmund and, and Munich, and um, but other than that, results were pretty fucking consistent. Uh, and he even said in his post match, he, t- he turned around and said, "Hey, you know, I guess you know, better that everything goes wrong at once, right? Than a lot of little things over a long period of time." True. So we lost our heads today. It wasn't good. It was a bad performance. It, part of that's my fault. We're gonna go back. And, and and come back stronger. And I, I honestly think that they will. Well, to all the um, baggies out there, pour yourself a pint of Cabernet and enjoy the win. <laughs> Someone got their groove back. Unfortunately, it their, wasn't Sammy. their title is now relinquished as their rivals again uh, eliminate them. Liverpool 3, Arsenal 0, Manchester City 2, Leicester 0. You came out tidy, Sam. Like, like, like I said at the intro, until Jota, you boys looked fine. So it was, the plan appeared to be stay compact, stay organized, stop them from scoring, play on the counter, i.e. Leicester. Our front line suggested that. Laka, Alba, and Pepe. Yeah. Three of our quick, quicker players. Yep. You had Odegaard in there to be the quarterback, the James Madison of the group, mm-hmm. if you will. Float up float up passes to them on a quick transition. Yep. 
and we didn't do any of those things. Uh, and then eventually, we fucking got beat in the air by a relatively short player in Diogo Jota, which mm-hmm. is ridiculous. Uh, and then for the second goal, uh, Bird Leno came out um, and defended uh, his his goal like um, a five dollar hooker during Fleet Week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just came out with his fucking legs wide open, <laughs> pass it here, and. Uh, most solid duly obliged. Yes, he did. Uh, and then Jota again because our heads were fucking gone. And, yeah. the, you know, um, it, it's just stupid. Once that first goal happened, you knew we were going to go chasing. And once we started to chase, we were going to leave space in behind. And that's really where the, the second goal was made. It wasn't all Leno's fault, to be to be completely fair. Uh, Gabrielle and Mo Salah should not be in a fucking foot race with one another. No, no, that's, not at all. Not something you want as an Arsenal supporter. <laughs> uh, and that's, you know, allowed him to go in on goal. Now, the the third goal, though, it, it, it just, it was bad. It was bad. It yeah. was really, really bad. Looking to Liverpool as well, uh, it seemed like everything started to click again. And I want to say, if I'm looking at it, I get it. I'm an Evertonian. I'm always going to have a biased opinion. But amazing what happens when you take your best holding midfielder and you have him play, I don't know, maybe holding fucking midfield? Yeah. And you go with two regular center backs and you stop asking Fabinho to be a fucking center back and you let him do his job, which then means Tiago's able to do his job and Milner's able to do his job. And then when you insert... um. You then insert um, uh, Jota. Jota in. You're able to move Milner back and be able to be expansive. Why? Because one fucking guy is back there doing the job he knows how to fucking do. Yeah, and and that's they talked about that on the desk. And and one of the things that they said that I thought was pretty poignant was, um, is at that point it's risk management. Yeah, you take two experienced players, big players, and you trust their backups to do a job. Right, but they're backups for a reason. Right, of course. Right, as opposed to going with two very young players that are inexperienced at center back and leaving your midfield intact. And arguably, I'd say that's why Jordan Henderson is on the sidelines right now, and that's the entire reason why they went on such a bad run. Yeah. But now Fabinho's back where he belongs, and look what happens. Yeah. Now, we helped them greatly achieve oh, yeah. that. I mean, you you guys, <laughs> you guys just assumed they were going to come at you with an onslaught that they haven't had in a very long time. And you were like, well, no, no, no. Reputation has it that you're able to do this. So we're going to allow you to do this, which, I mean, again, you guys... Yeah, the wall mind, held. The wall held till it yeah. didn't, and then when it didn't, it was bad. Oh, the damn broke. Yeah, it was it, bad. It, it's like Leicester's five two against City, right? When they won earlier in the season, they didn't play particularly expansive football. It was all no. counterattacking. They stayed compact. They right. They played the type of football that Jose Mourinho watches the tapes and masturbates to. <laughs> <laughs> it was all defense, four chances. Five goals from it. How does that happen? (laughs) Fucking only Mourinho knows. (laughs) That's the part that makes him come. That's the point. (laughs) Four... Four, four chances, five goals. That's that's the title of the show right there. I love it. Um, The uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold... Feeling the snub from the England team. Obviously had himself He was mad as shit. Um... Now if the man... Oh, hold on. We got to let Sam take his shot. I was going to let you pontificate on this. Uh, Bottoms up. Okay, you go ahead and enjoy that. Uh, 
the, the one thing that I think old uh, Trenty boy um, forgot about is is that I in that stuff when when being a right back, part of the job is called back, which means defense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> this was a match where the other team chose not to play any offense. So you didn't have to play any defense. So it was very easy for you to go forward. What one or two times he did have a transition saving tackles though. Oh, oh there yeah, fair was enough, a, yeah. a couple of times that he intercepted a ball, you know, up he defended higher up the pitch, sure, but there was a couple of times we tried to play out and and he actually himself stopped that attack. Right. Uh and his, you could see the reaction um after Jota's opener after the header what it meant to him to provide that assist and knowing full well that he put himself back in Gareth uh Southgate's plans with that particular play. Who's the fucking rookie that has ringer on? Oh, that was me. Sorry. <laughs> Um, yeah, my phone just went didn't. I went, oh my God. Is it wrong that I immediately start looking at my phone again? Yeah, you, you should have. Thinking it was me again. Oh. Um, Sam, uh, since you already took your shot there, just uh, one last thought and then we'll move on to the next game. Are you happy with Arteta's reaction in the post presser? Because he was not fucking pleased at all. Yes and no. Um, I think he was honest, but I think he may have been a little too honest and may alienate a couple of players as a result. He obviously had a game plan. The players didn't execute. It was obvious in what they were doing. That, right. that transitional play was not going. They just weren't going to do the running. Period. We're not going to muddle tonight. We're not playing out of the back. And just, and then the, the players on the outside and up front didn't run as, as he thought they were going to. Right. And Which it, sucks. It just, it just didn't work. Yeah, very, very unfortunate. It's uh, I I expected when I was seeing the nil nil. I'll be honest with you, I had to run out and do some errands, and I was had my phone on me, and it was about sixty minutes, and Jota came on, and I walked in to do it to run my errands. And I come out, and it's three nothing, and there's three minutes left in the game, and I go, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, <laughs> I went back and watched it all and went, oh, Jota happened. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, exactly. Apparently one man completely changed the complexion of the game. 100%. <laughs> like your whole team went, oh shit, it's Jota. We're all going to die. <laughs> oh man. So moving on to uh, City, right back at it, you know, right the fuck back at it for them. Yeah, they also, Lester didn't play the way in which I thought they were going to play either. They actually tried to play some football. Uh, moving through the lines yeah. and City ate it up. Yeah, City's uh, not going to let you do that. A couple of bad giveaways, uh, loss, uh, losing possession too cheaply, mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. Leicester just didn't have it. They just weren't on their game. Uh, both sides did have a disallowed goal for offsides in the first half. Yep. Um, Jamie Vardy's, I think you could kind of see Leicester's uh, body language change a bit. Um, not Jamie Vardy's because he's a twat and doesn't care. And right. He just does what he wants. Right. Anyway, uh, so he, you know will have been just pissed off and more motivated by exactly. And I would also, if I was the referee's assistant, be very scared <laughs> to be honest. Uh, but city just, just dominated. It, it, uh, it was, it was pretty <laughs> intense. Kevin De Bruyne again, making a huge difference um, as he, he always does. Uh, and then Raheem Sterling uh, being quite poised, actually um, Gabby Jesus uh, in transition, Pass of the season from Kevin De Bruyne to oh. start that move. Oh, that was sick. Passed two sliding defenders from uh, from Leicester at different spots. One was higher up. Like when they show it from from the goal angle, 
it's coming down and you see one slide from the left and miss it and another slide from the right and miss it. Yep. And you just watch it just threaded right between the two of and them. And perfectly weighted. So Gabby Jesus yeah. took it in stride, right. played it first time yep. over to Sterling, which causes the defense to react again. And then Sterling, now, boop, right to back Johnny over. Evans' credit and to, I think it was Fafana maybe, that made it over. Um, they forced... Raheem Sterling into turning, cutting back into the center of the goal. Right. Casper Smichael made himself big. Sterling obviously didn't have the the chance himself, but he had the composure to find Gabby Jesus, yep. who continued his run, right, uh, from from the initial pass, and he was able to tuck it home uh, in, in essentially an empty net. And how fitting that on Easter weekend, Jesus scores. Jesus scores. <laughs> Thanks, Jesus. <laughs> the so Madison gets. Mel's going to try to sell you on that one as a show. Title, oh, I'm sure it looks like <laughs> Jesus scores. Thanks, Jesus. <laughs> I'm a, I could be sold on that. Anywho, the Madison finally uh, back up to health again. Gets yes. on the pitch. No sooner than 10 seconds onto the pitch does Fernandinho decide to whip out a blackjack and smack him upside the back to head. <laughs> no shit. And the remainder of the game was James Madison getting just mugged by everybody. And I found it kind of rich because De Bruyne got him one time real hard. And then about five minutes later, he's in a scuffle with him. He's grabbing his jersey. He's pulling on him. And he's Madison's kind of throwing his arms out of the way. And right at the end, like, barely grazes De Bruyne's head. De Bruyne grabs his head, throws his knees up in the air and falls on the ground and starts rolling around like he had been fucking mugged. No, who was the... the <clears throat> it was a black dude for them, for Lester. No, it's not Ndidi, um, but Mendy. it was his other midfield partner Mendy. For, for Lester. Yeah, it was Mendy who did it, not Madison who did it. Yeah. 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 But, and that, I mean, he could have been... It was like three swings he took. He could have been yeah. sent off. Very, now, he didn't make a great deal of contact, but it definitely could have been violent conduct. I, I mean, he was trying to hit him in the back of the head. I just I just liked that the minute that that oh, happened. No, it, was, it was fantastic. Well, when, when he did the fall on the ground and roll around thing, immediately Pep was like, yep, get him off right now. Let's go oh, ahead yeah. and get Foden on. And it, yeah, 100%. Because <laughs> he's going to get a red because he's going to go after somebody. 100%. You can tell how fired up Debrunia was. Yeah, but it was it was bad. From from Mendy, I mean, he very easily could have got himself a red card in that situation if they had looked at that again. I, I will say, watching that match, do you not agree with that? I, I, I mean, yes, the and way no. in which he swung his arms, it looked like he's throwing punches I, at the back of his head. I felt like De Bruyne was grabbing it on him and trying to get I, at him just as equally. I, I think got it was, you, but how many how how many times do we see that little yeah you know French oh, yeah, French yeah, yeah, kiss yeah, yeah, yeah. headbutt result in a red card? Oh, yeah, of course, I'm telling. I, I agree. I agree that it could have been seen as violent conduct. I'm glad that they did not see it as violent conduct. Yeah. But I, I, just watching that part of the match reminded me very much of the time that you know last season at the opening of the season when um, Manchester City beat West Ham five nil. Um, <laughs> that match in particular, and it was something that James and Chris both talked about, and they're absolutely right. City gets away with a lot in the middle of the field. Like, Madison comes onto the pitch. Fernandinho immediately mugs him. In the regards of, it should have been a straightaway yellow. Yeah. They allow him to then foul four or five more times before he finally sees a yellow. So Maybe it's like, Thiago confused this referee for the one that was in their game. Yeah, he, so... <laughs> 
So I think that there's a little bit of leverage to be said in the case of City that they get away with a lot in the middle of the fucking field. They get away with an awful lot yeah. when there's, you know, we talk about, you know, the stars get the calls. Not necessarily the stars. They just, it's, they let them get away with it. Yep. They, they do a lot of mugging in the middle of the field. But anywho, um, foxes are getting healthy at the right time. Uh, do you think that they're a year wiser than they were last year? I think so. I think I do too. In, I think they'll finish in the Champions League places. I very much agree. I really think they and are. They're, they're getting healthy at the right time as and, well for for the run in here at the end of the season. And the right role players are playing well. Mm-hmm. You know, with Iannaccio doing a lot of scoring, and then it seems like if Evans was hurt, Sonyuchu was healthy. If one of the two of them was hurt, Fafana's healthy. It seems like they're not being forced to go to like West Morgan on on the center right. backs. Um, their outside backs where they've lost one, like Castellana got healthy again, Pereira got healthy again. It seems like everyone's kind of, if there's an injury, it's exactly the right injury because they have exactly the person to plug and play, it seems. Exactly. Can I give you a little help on the pronunciation for that, gentlemen? Lasagna, Castagna. Castagna. Okay, very good. That's how I go it. Excellent. And I meant do it, not go it. Heard, which is a weird way to say do it. <laughs> Rounding out the rest of the league in oh, so that happened. Leeds two, Sheffield one, Southampton three, Burnley two, Newcastle two, Spurs two, Villa three, Fulham one, Man U two, Brighton one, Everton one, Palace one, the Houston West Ham. Derby. Yes, it is. <laughs> West Ham three, Wolverhampton two. I gotta say, um, just for storyline's sake, I didn't put some of these games into the upper part, but for these aren't all oh so that happened games because there were some really exciting games. Oh, good because I was about to explain why I'm doing this podcast under protest. <laughs> that, but all that being said, this first one definitely deserves to be an oh so that happened. Leads the better team, beat Sheffield, a team that's going down. Yes, uh, Sheffield actually in this game though I will say, ping the ball around. They looked more lively than they have previously. They fought. They fought. Uh, they, they, since, they they evened up the game. They fought. Yeah. Since um uh, uh Dean left, they um uh this is the best they've looked since he's gone, because they they literally looked like somebody, you know, the girlfriend broke up with him out of the blue, and they were just going through the motions for three days. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this was this was good to see from them. A lot of shower sitting, a lot um, of uh, singing all by myself. <laughs> Lot, Only God knows why by Kid Rock. A lot yeah. of a lot of a lot of carry out uh, Chinese and pizza and eating yeah. um, ice cream out of the uh, container. One hundred percent, definitely. Um, yeah, but uh, Leeds definitely deserved it. Uh, they they dominated play for the most part. Um, but Sheffield United looked looked a little bit better. They're going to go down. There's no question about it. That's kind of the end yeah. of the story. Jack Harrison with a lovely goal. Uh, it was completely made by Rafinha, who had himself a hell of a fucking game. Gorgeous, gorgeous buildup and play uh, down the line, and then a brilliant pass beautiful. to the middle. A, a touch lucky uh, at, at one stage, but it was it was fantastic from from Leeds. This, I, this I'm telling like, you, that's a name we're going to be saying a lot next season. We're really, Rafinha? Thinking, yeah, yeah, I'm with he's you. he's growing. I don't think he's going to be at Leeds either. Oh, you think somebody might come for him? Huh? I think they will. Uh, yeah, well, it's in if you're Leeds, fucking bank, make them make them pay through their fucking noses yeah. for him because I mean, the guy's 45, real, 45, 50 million. legit real I talent. Think. I, I, he's he's real fucking good. He's really fucking good, and and for a Brazilian, he's built for this league. You don't have a lot of that, you know. You know, it, most of them are more built like Neymar and less built like. 
Rafinho or Richarlison and can take well, a beat. Rafinha is still fairly slight, but he doesn't seem to do all the diving and shit. I think it's yeah. more attitude because you get two t- two types of Brazilian. Yeah, you get hard as nails. You know, Gilberto Silva. You get those types of players. Even Gabby Jesus doesn't do a ton of diving. Right. Um, Richarlison doesn't. It eh, does a fair amount of diving. Richarlison doesn't take a hit. Richarlison doesn't dive. He just oversells the fuck out of when he gets right. fouled. Um, he, but he Neymar's he Neymar's it the minute he gets fouled though. But Neymar rolls to fucking KFC on something he didn't even get touched by. Right. If you remember that yep. meme, meme video, the rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> so funny. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I there's really not much else to say about that match. Uh, Leeds Leeds did exactly what they're supposed to do, and I think the rest of the way, Leeds will dispatch the teams that are lesser than them, and they will lose to the teams that have something to play for. And that's going to be it the rest of the way. I did feel bad for Jagielka, your old boy. Oh yeah, with the own, well, I mean, and Sheffield United is his boyhood club. Uh, he had to make an intervention because Rafinha was at the at the back post. That's precisely it. One of, that's one of those own goals that you look at and you go, okay, either it's an own goal by you, or, or it's, it's in the them. or it's in the back of the fucking net. Yeah. So you but just you have to just go see for it. What it means to him, oh, you yeah. know, he's a boyhood supporter of the club. That's why he's finishing his career there, and it just. That's sad. Uh, Egan's been on the bench a lot lately, and Jack Yelka's been fucking playing. Yep. And I think Egan might have been one of the problem children that uh, Chris Wilder was talking about on his way out the door. Could be. You know, definitely could, the case. Could very well be. Uh, here's one of those matches that should not have been an oh-so that happened, but it just didn't work into it. What a fucking game. If you got up early to watch Southampton and Burnley, woo! You were treated to a match, man. Well, the other thing is Southampton. I think this was they. They are now one in nine in the last ten. This mm-hmm. was their first one in nine games. Uh, it was fantastic from them. And it's funny because the first thirty minutes of the match, it's all Burnley, and we had talked about it before. Where we're like, you know what? This is the kind of match where Burnley's going up the table, Southampton's going down the table. Burnley's going to do exactly what they need to do. And you see two nothing after thirty minutes. You're like. All right, done and dusted. Burnley's fucking got this. Yep. And then Southampton just turned it the fuck on. Yeah, it was Stuart, Stuart Armstrong, Danny Ings, and Nathan Redman. And Danny Ings' goal, I mean, it was very uncharacteristic defensive mistakes for at least two of the three goals. Yeah. Possibly all three, in my opinion. Could have been a couple more goals, too, because Pope was on his fucking head in that uh, match. He uh, had, like, three or four decent saves. Yeah. But Danny Ings was allowed to literally waltz right through and fucking... Uh, which led him to tango with Nick Pope. Mm-hmm. Ah. And then he cha-chaed the ball right in the back of the net. Uh, now you're trying too hard. <laughs> uh, but it was, no, it was it was a fun game to watch. It was end of stuff. And Fraser Foster had himself a hell of a game. Yeah. Uh, Chris Wood, the, the, the save that comes to mind is the point-blank header from about four yards out mm-hmm. um, when the ball evaded, uh, kind of bounced through. Uh, off a free kick, yeah, and uh, diving header, and Fraser Forster just made himself. He's already a big fucking lad, anyway, but made himself very big. And um, for all of uh, Bert Leno's shortcomings when spreading his legs, Fraser Forster made the shit happen and and, and got the save done. Uh, I would say one on that ball in particular, worth mentioning was they definitely VAR. Why aren't you looking at that? Yes. The, the Burnley defender, I wasn't sure if it was Tarkovsky or me, had all of Chris Wood's jersey. Like, all of it. Like, practically, it was, he was... I think it was Tarkovsky, yeah. He was wearing Chris Wood's jersey. <laughs> Chris Wood no longer had a, a jersey. Shirt on, yeah. But but you let it slide because he got off the header. That does not... Well, what if he got off a clean header? If he gets off a clean header, 
I don't think it matters. I think that ball's in the back of the fucking net. So why isn't that really looked at? Like the advantage shouldn't be, oh, well, he got away with the header and the keeper made a great save. It should be motherfucker had two handfuls of his jersey pulling him backwards and he still got off the header. Like, that should have been a penalty. Yeah. It really should have been. Absolutely should have. So, I mean, you're right. Southampton are a bit fortunate. Oh, yeah. But Nick Pope also made a couple of great saves. You know, so it, it could be said that that Southampton were fortunate. Um, uh, Fraser Forrester, I'm sorry, made a couple of great saves. Yeah. So, Southampton were fortunate on, on both accounts. I mean, fortunately for Southampton, this, this pretty much solidifies it. You're safe now. You don't have to worry about it. Uh, not that I think they were ever really in trouble, but they're one of those teams, the way they've been dropping, you could have seen them finishing in like 16th place and you're just going, Jesus, you were at top of the table at one point. Yeah. Six week of the season, you were top of the table. You know, it's also very funny is it, it was nine games that they lost. Yeah. And nine, nine one, one. Yeah, nine, nine. Yeah, they were 0-0 oh, oh, and nine. Yeah. No. <laughs> I see what you're doing. You yeah. you like bringing up that it nine nothing follows stuff. follows right around. I'm contractually it's, obliged, like you are, to bring yeah. up the five nil city West Ham. I am contractually obliged to bring up the nine nil and how the number nine is very unlucky for Southampton. Yeah, you just want to, you know, needle <laughs> Kenny, don't you? That's what I, it really is. Yep, heard very good. <laughs> neighborly love, neighborly Cannot love. Cannot wait till the next Green Space Happy Hour. Um, <laughs> Spurs fucking give it away again, and apparently Steve Bruce thinks they were the better side. <laughs> In his presser, we were better. I'm like, motherfucker, you see the like Kane should have scored five on you. But they (laughs) they actually had more shots, and Tottenham only had ten percent more possession than Newcastle did. So I don't necessarily disagree with Steve Bruce in in this particular instance on this particular day. Game should have been five nothing Spurs before it was one nothing Newcastle. (laughs) For fuck's sake! (laughs) So once Tottenham took the lead, right? Once Tottenham scored that the first Harry Kane yeah. goal, they didn't register another shot on target for 30 minutes and change. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Newcastle were peppering and and Lloris had himself a decent game. Um the second goal of the season for Joel Linton. Yeah. The Newcastle number 9. <laughs> <coughs> hold on, pitiful. hold on, hold on. Absolutely pitiful. Allen Allen insists that you call him Joe, comma, Linton, his government name. Remember. <laughs> it's Linton, comma, Joel. <laughs> yeah, government <Okay>. name. <laughs> Gotta call him by his government name they for fuck's to. sake. Uh, Joe Willock, obviously, nabbing the equalizer, mm-hmm. um, which is beautiful. And he said himself in his post-match, uh, a little bit sweeter because it's against Tottenham. <laughs> <laughs> Mel, you'll remember Joe Willock uh, for being on loan at Newcastle from the mighty Arsenal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So getting one past the old enemy, which is always lovely to see. Yes. Um, Son made his return. Yep. Too bad the Dutch tulip hasn't yet. Well, you know, moment of silence. Thank you. Yeah, but but you know the what? Children, Son- the children are happy. Make-A-Wish Foundation is, is up and running. Everything's you know, good. Son's back. Son does it for the children, Sam. <laughs> the children, Sam. <laughs> All right. Well, when Son made it. Walked onto the field. I could hear Andre Gomez's ankles. <laughs> he he went off. He went off with an ankle injury today. Oh fuck it out! I'm amazed. I'm amazed. The fucking commentators didn't go. Oh well, you know he had an ankle injury before, and Son still feels really bad about it. <laughs> yeah, and the world feels bad for Son. <laughs> 
Uh, I just, I like the fact that Bruce is standing up there being all uh, chesty about how well his teams played when the only change he has made to his side was take a keeper who has had a really, really good season and replace him with a keeper who had a really, really good season the year before Mm -hmm. for no good reason. Like there's a hundred other changes you can make in your lineup, but the lineup I'm going to make is I'm going to switch the goalies. Well, say Max (laughs) back from injury. Uh, Miguel Amaron had himself a good game. Uh, The... Younger Longstaff brother, Sean, mm-hmm. uh, back from injury, uh, which is good. So things are looking uh, looking like Newcastle's still going to go down, but they're going to go down with a fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not sold. I'm not sold. Even even with what happened to uh, today, uh, which I don't have listed on the notes, but we can go ahead and still talk about it because if you look at my notes, I did – Newcastle, Tottenham, and then Manchester United in Brighton, which is missing one thing. Villa beating Fulham. So Fulham get a goal on an awful, awful mistake from uh, from um, Tyrone Mings. Yeah. Thank you, darling. <laughs> now, I had to unmute myself. What I will say about Tyrone Mings is it, he was busting his fucking ass to get back. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. It wasn't a... I fucked up, God damn it! Oh, look, he scored while he's yeah. still on his knees. It was a bad he pass from a, midfield to a bad pass to Konsa to a bad pass to him. Mm-hmm. As soon as he touched the ball, yeah, he knew what the fuck he did, and he busted his gut to get back. It's unfortunate he didn't, you know, wasn't able to stop the the, the goal from happening. But he he was, you know, <clears throat> given his everything to do it, and that's positive to see. Because if it was, if that was David Luiz, he'd mm-hmm. have made the bad pass and been like. Oh, Shit. And just stood there and watched uh, it happen. Yeah, no, 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 no. Come on. David Louise, David Louise would have clipped the guy and at least gotten a red for it. Come on. <laughs> that might be fair. That might be fair. Uh, I did there notice as Martinez goes down for that. I'm sorry, Martinez. Which way yeah. are we doing this? Martinez. He's All a right. Martinez. Martinez went down. He did reach up to try to grab Mitrovic's leg as he goes by him. But at least Ming's got some redemption and got the assist on, uh, was it Trezeguet? Trezeguet's mm-hmm. first yeah. goal. That yeah, gorgeous assist. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I, I was going to say, if it was Jota in your match, it was Trezeguet in this match. Damn straight. He comes on the pitch, boom, brace. Game like changes. That. Yeah, brace. game completely changes. Oh, and then almost immediately, I'd barely hung up with Lindsay when Trezeguet went, boom, again. Yep, right yeah. again. It was it was fantastic. And then Ollie Watkins actually uh, mm-hmm. got the last one, which is good for him, needed that, yep. uh, to, to also give Gareth Southgate another selection issue for the summer yeah absolutely it's gonna be you know apparently there was twitter uh england twitter going nuts and saying that we should sack we they should sack (laughs) gareth uh southgate before the euros with no competitive games left before the euros because there is the chance that he may select jesse lingard over jack Grealish. And if he does, sack him. But England Twitter wants the FA to sack Gareth Southgate because there's a chance he might do it. I'm sorry, Jack who? Um, uh, (laughs) Damn. That's heavy coming from you. Jack is hurt, has not played in a while. About a month and a half. And Lingard is arguably the hottest fucking player in the Prem right now. Like seriously, probably no. The, it's still Andre Gomez. He's still the hottest player. In the yeah, league. I'm talking about most informed, oh, not, not not beautiful. Not I mean, yeah, it's not <laughs> Sorry, I mean, yeah, I mean 
Gomez can get it. But anywho. <laughs> I, you know what I'd love to see him in? Mm. He's a hairy boy as well. Yeah. I'd love to see him in an herbal essences commercial. With the hair. Oh. <laughs> you remember those? Waving the, the hair around, yeah. yes. Sexual appeal to sell shampoo. Yes. You remember the women used to moan, yes. moan in the shower moan in, and shit? Yeah. And Fuck then they yeah. come out of the out of the shower and she's like, oh, I want, I want her shampoo. Yeah. I mean, Dude, 12-year-old me just got a little boner. I can <laughs> tell you why women moan in the shower, but that's the kind of thing we do on DU After Dark, <laughs> a.k.a. Patreon, which how can people find that? It's very simple, actually. You just go to your internet browser of choice and hit www.patreon.com backslash football show and sign up to one of the top two tiers to get all of our extra content. Now, almost all of our extra content if you do the middle one. Well done, whores. <laughs> Anywho. I told you, Bird Leno, $5 whore, right at the docks. Moving on. Um, <laughs> Welbeck scores for the third time against United. Fuck it's the yeah. most most goals from a former United player against United. It was great. Uh, it was a lovely little finish as well. And yet the Seagulls give it away. Of course they did. Again. Yep. Of course Again. They did. Why wouldn't they? That's <clears throat> what Brighton does. I told you, they are a tequila sunrise. Yeah. Graham Potter is a tequila sunrise. The drink looks great, but it's tequila, orange juice, and grenadine. It looks a lot better than it actually is. Yeah, just uh, a, a fr- frustrating match. No, it's not frustrating. It's expected. Yeah. It's fucking at expected point, at, at this, this point, point. It's expected. Yeah, this is what we, we expect from them. all season. Yeah. You know, it's... I, I look at a team... I look at teams like Fulham who have the pieces they're just not all clicking right and i like the manager and i like what they're doing i don't like the manager of west brom but i actually like the pieces on that team they've got some really great young talented pieces that are just being screwed over right now and then you see teams like you see a team like newcastle who i i like the pieces of their puzzle but the coach is a complete fucking jack off and their owner doesn't care about the team at all. Yeah. And then the, the guy putting the puzzle together <laughs> yeah. is an idiot. <laughs> yeah. It was very easy. Last season, last season, you looked at the teams that went down. It was like Watford. It was like, you know what? Good fucking riddance. It's time you go down. And and you looked at Bournemouth and you're like, yeah, you've overstayed your welcome. It's time to go down. Yep. And you look at teams like West Brom. And again, despite the fact that... Uh, despite the fact of um, of Big Sam being a complete jack-off, you look at him and you go, at least th- there's pieces there that deserve to be here. Or you look at Fulham and you go, there's pieces that deserve to be here. It's not as easy as it was last year. Last year nope. was just like, nah, fuck, fuck, we're ready for y'all to go. Yeah. And and Norwich Absolutely. and Norwich, you're like, okay, you're gonna go down, and we'll see you again in in a two in a year because Look, they're gonna come right the fuck like back it, up. Yeah, looks like they yeah. are. Absolutely. Well, and that's the example of keeping a coach. Not that I think Farka is anything uh, brilliant, He's but very very good at the topics. Uh, the topics. The topics. Um, but you have someone that you, you come up, you play your style. Sure, you go you go down, but the idea is you keep your formation, you keep your style, and you come right the fuck back up. Well, the other thing is you take the TV money. You go down, reinvest it. You win the league, and then you have that TV money to actually buy some players. Yeah, and then you go and you and you and you sell a few key assets. You go ahead and sell a, a Godfrey to Everton, right. and yeah, you get thirty million for him because of bonuses and stuff. Right, so. and then you also sit on your hundred and fifteen million TV money, hmm. and now you can invest seventy million in two players. Um, Manchester, exa- absolutely right, and get your parachute payment on top of that. Right, fuck. Uh, They're rolling in dough over <laughs> Let's let's wrap this up quick because we still got prediction time and all that craziness to do. The Manchester United Pogba back on the pitch. Uh, really, this is the 
I, I assume audition me to sell me time for Pogba. Could be. You know. Did he have a new haircut? I didn't see the game. It was really blonde. He was very oh, blonde. Oh, really blonde. Really oh, he's blonde. he's doing the Riyad Mahrez route. Yeah, bringing, bringing that back out again. <laughs> um, I, I would have expected a little bit more from Manchester United, considering that you just got eliminated from the FA and the uh, Europa League. I would have thought more of a statement game from them. They get the win, which is good, and you can't, I mean, if you're a supporter, you can't complain. It's three fucking points. Just thought there would have been a little bit more style on more it, a little possessed. more stink. Yeah. Yeah, would have just been a little more interesting. Little so. If it's, stank. if it's good, it's stank. A little right. stank, little right. stink. Can't um, say a little stink. Everton Palace. Everton have all the opportunities. I think that one's got some potential, Mel. Yeah. You can't say little stink. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, the Everton have all the chances. Now we're back to the little stink Darby. Yeah. Er, yes, exactly. <laughs> and the Brigan and the Brigan Sam Darby. You're really trying to get this little stink thing I, over. <laughs> It's definitely not going to be it. Hey, listen, coming from our uh, sound check, which is one of the things you can find on, on, on the Patreon. We're at 50 minutes for fuck's sake. Let's do the fucking show. Is that I'm better at transitions than he is. <laughs> no. <That's> the... <laughs> All right, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I have jokes and I'm going <laughs> to refrain. Everton really dominate the match, but it's a deserved point from uh, from Palace because Guaita stood on his fucking head and made <laughs> six saves, including three, three. dead to right one on ones. Yeah, I was working, so I only got to hear uh, a lot of this on uh, on the radio in between stores. And then we obviously I got here just after halftime, halftime, uh, halftime uh, during the West Ham game, and luckily Mel took too long cutting flowers, and we were able to. <laughs> <laughs> see the highlights uh, from from your match. Uh, so I did get to see a bit, and Guaida made some fantastic fucking saves. In Amazing game. saves, even Absolute, even and even on the goal, he made a gorgeous goal line save on uh, on Gilfie that got popped out I to mean, Hamas. These, these, which which Hamas actually put away, oh, it, it came out to what, to, to Seamus Coleman won it. Yep, and Seamus and, uh, passed and it he back passed to it him. back to him. Yeah. Um, that was a that was a curving ball that but, went I mean, the, wide to the post and yeah. then cut in between Guayita and the inside of the post. There was maybe a foot of space there. I mean, think, even that it was nasty. The Roberto Carlos free kick that's so famous that mm -hmm. goes about three feet wide of the post and comes back. Yeah, it's that just on a less scale. Yeah, so maybe a foot wide of the post and comes back in. and like one foot off the ground yeah. and a rocket. A it rocket. was on his weaker foot as well. Yeah, but um. No, Guaita was was absolutely fantastic in this game, um, and really made saves that Richarlison and Dominic Cavalluan should be looking themselves in the mirror tonight. Going, Why what, didn't the, I, what yeah. the fuck did I do here? Both of them boys could have been on braces today. They should have been on braces yeah, today because absolutely. that's ridiculous. I mean, it was well done from Guaita, but uh, and, and Pickford made a couple of decent saves himself. Olson, Olson, or Olson. I'm sorry, yeah. made a couple of decent saves himself. You, you let the game, you you let Palace have a chance. They brought on uh, Batuai, and Batuai put it in the back of the net with a nice goal. Like, also a decent goal. Yeah, Two points lost by Everton. Really sucks. One thing worth mentioning, after two years, two long years, one Mr. JPEG, Jean-Philippe Gabamon, actually made an appearance for Everton. He's healthy. Both legs work. How about that, Sam? Wow. <laughs> I know. I forgot he played for you all. To be honest. <laughs> I just, 
I was like, hold on, is that JPEG coming on? It's fucking JPEG. I didn't know it was there. Jesus Christ. Um, final match of the week had, again, West Ham getting off to a rip-roaring 3-0 three, three lead. Uh, Jesse Lingard at the heart of all of it again. He, you, you, he deserves to be on the fucking England squad. I know. He, he had the, the most informed player in the league right now, period, end of discussion. Obviously he really is. the opening goal. He had the uh, hockey assist for the mm-hmm. second goal and then had the real assist for the third goal. Yeah. It was a, a, a wonderful display from him. And uh, Jared Bowen coming off after Mikel Antonio going on mm-hmm. with a fine finish. I don't know what in the fuck Rue Patricio was looking at, but you have to know Jared Bowen's left foot in. That's all he ever does is score with his left foot. Right. And he got beat at his near post at a what seemed to be, at least to me, and I'm, I'm not a goalkeeper, but it seemed to be a comfortable height. Yeah, exactly. Something a goalkeeper should be saving. And it, it wasn't, in my opinion, like a, a particularly... It was well hit, but it wasn't like a rocket. It wasn't a particularly extraordinary effort. I don't know how we got beat at the near post like that. Uh, for Wolves, you got to be pleased with um, with Silva, the kid, getting a goal. And that you showed Finally, some, yeah. And that you showed some fight. You know, you know, he gets a, he gets a goal from open play and it's just like, you showed some fight. That's, that's a good thing. You know, you know where you are in the standings, you know how this is all going to play yeah, out but for they, you. They need Raul Jimenez to come back as fast as humanly fucking possible um, because they are, it it's, they are shit. So leads me to the final thought as we uh, wrap this up here, or uh, as you'd like me to say, Sam, put a bow, put on, a bow it. on it. <laughs> Tell me again, why? West Ham doesn't deserve to be in the Champions League. Um, they don't deserve it simply because their owners are cunts. <laughs> the Dildo brothers, I can't stand. But on their own merits, on the team's performances, on the manager's performance, he deserves to ferry him right back across the River Sticks into, you know, paradise, which yeah. is Earth. <laughs> and they did, And they did this today without their probably one of their biggest key players, Declan Rice. Declan Rice, yeah. yep. I can convince me why they don't deserve to be there because honestly, this is the team I picked in twentieth place. They deserve to be. They deserve Champions League. He's got a big old weird looking thumb. Who? Declan Rice. Yeah. Did you see the the photo of his uh, doing rehab? I'll be back before you know it. Blah blah blah. And he's got like the compression thing. I was too busy on, looking at the compression thing. What's on up his with the leg? Thumb? I, I just giving a thumbs up. The thing looked like a dick. It was huge. <laughs> Gigantic thumb. <laughs> Massive thumb. Are we going to start seeing uh, Declan Rice giving thumbs up to photos, much like Harry Maguire pointing at things? <laughs> I hope so. It's time to tell you what little we know it is prediction time. Uh, all the humans lost. The chicken won. I'm starting to hate this segment. <laughs> starting to really hate uh, this segment. You got fucked right out of the gate. The very first game with West Brom and uh, Chelsea. Big time. Uh, you are now down $1,065. What do you have for us this week? Uh, so my cup of losers that I need to feed actually first mm-hmm. are Dort's Spirect sponsored cup of losers. Uh, mine says, I got Chelsea smiled. <laughs> I got Chelsea just smiled. Yep. A big old bloody frown at 9.30 a.m. on Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. I'll and go then- ahead. I'll, I'll Why give were you, you looking so confused? Right before you do your bet here, I'll go ahead and give you mine, Sam. It says, fuck it, I'm a shitty better, but it's still better than Graham. All right, careful. You're going to get banned from this podcast like you did Facebook. 
<laughs> That's true. <laughs> I am insensitive when it comes to talking about betting. Shitty bets. <laughs> uh, all right. So this week I have a DU parlay. Oh, no. I'm betting Villa, Everton, and Arsenal. Okay. Uh, well, at least you fucked all of us. Here. Yep. <laughs> here are, and you're the only one that's going to win. I have Liverpool beating you. I have Arsenal beating Sheffield because Sheffield sucks. And then I've got Everton to beat Brighton as well. And they turned me back plus $623. Excellent. Excellent. Well, uh, Pat can't join us because, uh, like we had mentioned before, he's coming back from playing golf down in uh, North Carolina. So he's currently in oh. Fredericksburg in traffic. Oh, how the other side lives. And he did email me. He did email me yet another uh, um, bet, which lends me to believe that he was probably texting and driving again. And now. It's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's Pick of the Week. All right, let's read this. The seven-week itch. So looking ahead, I have seven weeks to get somewhere close to even, being that I'm down $1,775. Yeah, let's try to get back to just minus 1000 So this week, I'm going to take a two-game parlay. First, I'll take a team who hasn't lost since January, Manchester United, against Spurs. And they're minus half a goal at plus 130. I saw that and I had to take it. And my second game is kind of a gamble. I feel Liverpool might want to redeem itself for the 7-2 to pummeling of Aston Villa that, had, that they'd put on them earlier in the year. So I'll take Liverpool minus the 1.5 at plus 120. On a $100 bet, this pays out $405. You guys have a great week. Hope to talk to you next week. I'm driving back again from North Carolina in spring vacation traffic, up one I-95. Fun. Oh, yeah. All right. See, told you. He was doing it again, driving and texting. I missed, so I'm now down $620. But, Sam, it has been documented in Vegas. When Jamie F. and Vardy doesn't find goals, first, he cuts a bitch. And I'm a mesmerizing 35 memori- memorizing. I am fucking awful at English. Mesmerizing? Mesmerizing. There we go. 35 0 and 1. Big Sam's Lock of the Week. You know what I don't fuck up, Sam? 25% of the time, it works 100% of the time. I'm going to take a couple of underdogs. <laughs> <One out> of four. <laughs> I'm so bad. I suck at this. <laughs> we really do. Um, <laughs> I'm going to take a uh, couple of underdogs in matches that mean more to them we gotta than get their opponents. Cor- we got to get fucking Kornacki in here. <laughs> yeah, we do. First, I'm going to take Fulham to beat Wolves, and I'm going to take West Brom to beat Southampton at plus 770. So I'm going to bank on odds. teams that desperately need to win versus teams that pretty much figure they're safe and really don't give a shit. So that's how I'm going to go that's about fair. it. Um, that was a eh, seg- segment, eh, and I blame myself because I'm the one that apparently can't speak English. So, but we give you more. Someone who speaks English better than I do, a chicken. Well, Kitty hit with Man U, and she sits at 15 and 16. So this week. I gave Kitty Chelsea heading to Selhurst Park to face Palace. 
Now, Kitty was quick to show me a picture of her with Busta Rhymes and Lil Wayne. Go figure. Oh, yeah. They were in the studio laying down their tracks for Chris Brown's Look at Me Now from back in 2011. Well, she gets around. Now, uh, you probably don't know this, Graham, but uh, Kitty uh, used to sell beats. And she's uh, been with the boys for a long time. And so, because both Busta and Little Wayne support Chelsea, Kitty is picking them to beat Brajan's Crystal Palace. Apparently the sickest of beats. The sickest of beats. Yeah, that's how, uh, that's how she phrased it to me. But, uh, you know, I have a good reminder for everybody. And that is to please remember to gamble legally and responsibly. It Sam, is. I'd like to say there Uh-oh. is there there was a bus going by, and I'm not going to throw anybody under it. Go ahead, talk about fantasy. What does that mean? My computer crashed. Oh fuck! It's okay. We're recording right here, so keep going. Oh okay, very good. You want right. to take note of that that the computer crashed? Yes, take note of that to edit that out, please. I have no timestamps to write it down. On. Oh okay, got it. No problem. All right. Anywho, all right. The fantasy uh, portion of the show is brought to you by Sam being in uh, firmly in second place, only one point behind Ray after I beat his ass 36 to 33. Woohoo! Woo! Survived two late red cards uh, by Jesse Lingard. Yellow and, cards. Or yellow cards, I'm sorry. I wouldn't have survived the red cards, actually. <laughs> I survived two late yellow cards uh, by Jesse Lingard and uh, Thomas Suchek. Uh, Keith took out Russ 44-36. Elliot lost to JB 37-27. Um, Allen uh, lost, which helps me, uh, to Smokey. Uh, he beat him 54-40. to 40. Uh, Kenny f- almost doubled up Her Highness, which is rare that I've seen. 50-26. to 26. Uh, Taylor's team made me laugh this week. Team name, yes, indeedy. <laughs> That's pretty fucking Fabulous. good. Fabulous. Yeah, it's not bad. Still lost, though, to Geckle, 29-21, because he's a cunt. 35-26. Uh, to 26. Wait, Geckle scored a low amount of points and won? Yeah. <laughs> That is funny. I didn't even. Th- I missed the whole lead on that one. That's pretty good. Uh, you beat Firehawk thirty five twenty six. Uh, good sir. And then Alberto took Rob out twenty six to eighteen. Oh, Alberto been on a little burner since doing that shot of Malort. I know Alberto more Malort man. So that leaves you Ray still in first, only by a point though. Me in second. JB up to third. Allen down to fourth. Keith, Lindsay, Elliot, and you are five six seven eight. Uh, Schmokey up to nine, Rob down to 10. Uh, and then the whole bottom of the league stayed where they are. Uh, and that's uh, 11 through 16th. Taylor, Alberto, Russ, David, Geckel, uh, Kenny, and Firecock. is sitting in the golf spots. Boom. Done. Excellent. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up, boys and girls. Sam, any parting words? Yeah. Uh, I want to make everyone well aware that Skodra Mustafi has played six games for Schalke, lost four of them, and fell out with two managers in his time there since January. Oh, that's a, just it's not out. Arsenal's fault. We didn't do it to him. He sucks. He's okay. terrible. He just sucks. He's just the worst. Just want to blame him. That's it. Feel bad. You feel better now that you I put do. that on him? Makes me feel a lot better. All right. Excellent. Well, that's going to wrap it up. Uh, Next up is injury time where we uh, go ahead and preview the next weekend's action. We talk about the beers we've been drinking and uh, we rant and rave about all of the little uh, weird things that have happened throughout this show currently. (laughs) Um, Sam, how does one find uh, injury time? 
Uh, it's very simple. Like I told you earlier, it's www.patreon.com backslash DU football show and sign up to either the $5 tier or the $9 tier. Why is it $9, you ask? <laughs> Funny, $10 is too fucking much, all right? So you sign up to one of those two tiers and you get both our sound check and the preview show, Injury Time, um, which is just super amount of fun because it's more us. And uh, one last thing, a quick shout out to one Miss Producer Mel. Well, Mrs. Producer Mel. <laughs> she is married to yeah, you, you <laughs> I know. Would be good if I remembered you that. You should know that. Fuck off. I'm trying to say something nice all right, to her. All right, all right, all right. Congratulations to uh, her show, The Loud Women's Club, which has made top 100 on New and Noteworthy on uh, Apple Podcasts over this past week. And uh, I know I, speaking for both of us here, Sam, we could not be prouder of uh, the work that uh, she's doing. And way to fucking go, girl. Way to fucking go. Thank you, guys. Uh, Very well done. We were featured on You and Noteworthy, but we're in the top 100 in society and culture. Ah, very That's good. That's awesome. Yeah. Very well done. Yeah, it's oh. kind of amazing. You know what this show doesn't belong in? Society and culture. Society or culture. Because <laughs> <laughs> there Christ. is no culture and we don't belong in society. Uh, That's what, for fuck sure. I do want to end on a very funny note real quick. Just uh-huh. a sidebar uh, behind the curtain, little peek. The uh, Mel's computer crashed, right? Mm-hmm. Why does the computer have a sad face for you? It's rubbing it in. <laughs> hey, terrible. I crashed. Just, uh, listen, you crashed. Fine. You fucking crashed. I don't need the sad face. It's, don't need the sad face. It's don't really, be a cunt, Del. Okay? It's really talking down to me. Like, I feel worse with the sad face. DVAC, Del. DVAC. All right. So that being said, till next week, everybody. Guten Nacht. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bread to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston. Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Snow the Malort. Look straight in shorts. Sam Graham. Sam Graham. Come to your